Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold! Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong! Silver and gold, back in your ear holes. We have dug our way out of the snowy depths to bring you yet another episode of this bullshit. I am the loaf with me, Dr. Sa. Hey, people, what's up with you? We got a little uh, Chow Yun fat magnificent, uh, we'll just call it another magnificent bastard. The, the first man to get two magnificent bastards. On the show, Chow Yun Fat. This is the thank you show for Josh for helping us out with the uh, shit show of a website we ended up with. Um, we're doing Full Contact from 1992, or Zha Dao Gao Fei, and uh, Tiger On Beat, or Tiger On Zebeat, Lu Fu Chut Gang. Um, yeah, so we'll get into those shortly. Yeah. Uh, Zom, how are you? It's still snowing with you, right? Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) It it started snowing, I think, uh, Friday night, and it just Mm -hmm. snowed and snowed and fucking snowed. And then it snowed some more. Plus, we already have fucking snow on the ground and on the road, so it just keeps piling up. And uh, when I got up this morning, it was so, I mean, it was so fucking cold out. I was, it's fucking cold and it snowed. (laughs) It's actually, it it snowed here. We made the news. Yeah, but you know, the the bad thing is, okay, well, you know, people say on the news that, you know, people in the southern states, I mean, you know, they don't drive in the ice. They don't drive in the snow. They don't have like, we have salt trucks and cinder trucks and stuff at the ready and as soon as it starts snowing they just start going out and treating the roads and everything when yep. it once when it gets so cold uh salt won't work so but still they can go out and you know scrape the excess snow off and put some cinders down to give you some traction but you guys aren't used to that shit plus we aren't and, and, and got a lot it, of traffic a lot of traffic and it hits super fast yeah. so they've gotten better about 10 years ago here, we made national news for a, a, a total Atlanta-style shutdown. There was kids staying in right. schools and shit. Uh, they've learned from that, but there was really, well, a lot of a lot of places, they were calling for this storm for a week at least. A lot of places still made everybody come to work anyway. Yeah. So the, and it, it, the snow happened so quickly. Like, seriously, it started around 12.20. By 1 o'clock, it was ankle deep. And, but like, with cars driving on it. So everybody's freaking out in 30 minutes time trying to get out and go home. So, um, I left work 
I don't know, about 130, 145. My dad, my dad would shit himself. He, I, I think that me just seeing uh, your gas gauge <laughs> telepathically, if my, well, if my dad would have even seen that, he doesn't even know you, and he would have called you up and bitched you out for not having <laughs> at least a half a tank of gas in your car at all times. No, yeah. if you put it, if you get down to a half a tank, you fill it up. In his mind, you fill it up no matter what. It was very irresponsible of me. I was driving with this weather on the horizon <laughs> <laughs> with less than a quarter tank. So, left work about one forty-five. My gas light promptly comes on as soon as I fucking hit the parking lot, get in the parking lot, and uh, traffic is completely stopped. I work in a sh- I work in a mall. Um, traffic is stopped along the road alongside the mall. An hour and a half it took me to go about a half a mile um, to a gas station. Thankfully, um, thirty minutes in and out of the gas station because everybody and their mom was either buying beer or filling up with gas. Jaw. Um, at this point I was like, you know, if this is going to take me this long to get home, it's going to be fucking Friday. But, uh, luckily a friend from work saw my bitching about it on Facebook and, um, offered to have me crash at their place. Um, so they live like half a mile in the other direction by the time I, and Target was still open for some unknown reason, but, uh, I went into Target, I bought pajamas and food. And by the time I got out of there, the traffic had completely gone. But it was like white out snow. It's like, yeah, I don't mind. why risk it? I have a place to stay like two minutes from here. So I just drove back over there and crashed for the night and drove home the next morning. And by the next morning, I mean, the plows had done a good job overnight, but it just happened so fast and everybody left all at the same time, which is the shit that happened in Atlanta a couple weeks ago, too. So Yeah. But, you and Abdul the Butcher were probably having the same problems. <laughs> Abdullah gets stuck in his big caddy or whatever the hell it no, is. No, I goes. meant the uh, tit flaps. Oh, God, not again. I need to wash under there. Um, so we'll get into our uh, Chow Yun Fat movie soon. Uh, well, first, we'll talk about, as usual, what we've been watching. Okay. Besides hockey. Well, you can talk about hockey. Well, you just I watched a lot of hockey. Watched some Olympic hockey. Um, I'm not... The thing about Olympic hockey, it's not all NHL players, but uh, even even like um, the Russian team or uh, the U.S. team or you know whoever Canadian team probably, uh, they don't all have NHL players, but they mm-hmm. have a lot of them. Um, I kind of like the good old days. I'm an old fart, but I kind of liked. Uh, I know that we were probably the only. Well, we weren't weren't the only ones that were following amateur. St- status uh but you know it just made it that's why when we won uh the miracle on ice thing with mike aruzioni and jim craig and those guys made it so much sweeter is that we were following the rules and the russians weren't (laughs) they were paying their athletes and we still beat their asses uh but you know so but still i usa yeah i i um i kind of you know really enjoyed watching the girl or the ladies or the women or whatever uh, play and uh, been watching a lot of college hockey on the Big Ten Network, Wisconsin, uh, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, uh, Minnesota. They had Yale and Harvard on there a few times. Uh, it's a good channel. Get to watch some hockey, which is it's exciting to watch. But let's get down to the movies. Uh, right before we did the show, um, I had about an hour and a half to kill. And I watched uh, 2010's uh, Marwin Call. Uh, this was excellent. You guys yeah. recommended this, and I really enjoyed it. 
Um, it's an inspiring movie, and it's an interesting and fascinating movie, but it's it's a sad movie too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just watching this guy and the elaborate um, stories that he has going on and how he deals with his uh, stuff – uh, it's just fascinating. I mean, uh, this would be a doc- this is a documentary that I will probably watch again um, yeah. because it's just something that I, I I knew you guys talked about it uh, and I've been wanting to watch it. I forgot what it was called and I was just uh, got to If I get on Netflix, kind of like when we're deciding what we're going to do on the show, yeah. I'll sit there and flip and flip and flip. Oh my god! And then uh, yeah, you flip for about as long as it would take to actually watch a movie. Yeah, and and then you get bored and you go and just turn on TV or go read. Just trying to find the perfect thing that catches your eye. But anyway, so I watched that and it was really good. Um, two snaps up and a twist. Uh, I watched uh, <laughs> 1962's Taras Bulba. Uh, this starred Tony Curtis and Yul Brynner. And uh, I really like this movie because I like Yul Brynner. Um, uh, the funny part was, okay, I didn't know anything about it. I don't. I didn't really know anything that the history of behind the movie or anything. And it's, when I first saw it, I thought, okay, well, what is you know what what's this all about? And um, Yul Brynner is a uh, Cossack, and uh, they are like a. Kind of a nomad, or I don't know, kind of a nomadic uh, horseman in uh, in Russia. I know, uh, like Mongols. Yeah, or something. and uh, they they uh, I know that the Russian Tsar used them uh, kind of as his bully boys to when uh, the the um, uh, Bolsheviks would be protesting in the streets and stuff. Here, all these Cossacks would come in on their horses with their swords and cut the fuckers to pieces. Um, but this was way before that. Um, and the funny part was when I first started watching it was that um, Tony Curtis plays Yul Brynner's son. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, you know, there can't be that much of an age difference. But they did make Yul Brynner, uh, uh, when Tony Curtis got older, he did look older. And he looked, uh, and of course, Yul Brynner looks like a fucking Mongol. Tony Curtis looks like fucking Tony Curtis, but it was good. It was exciting, man. This is a fucking good movie. It's on. Uh, uh, it's on uh, YouTube. I don't know if it's on Netflix or not. It was one of those deals where I was um, just kind of browsing on YouTube looking for interviews. I found uh, about three really cool interviews with um, uh, Sterling Hayden. Uh, there was one that I had posted a long time ago, and it was the second part of this interview. Mm-hmm. And um, he's, uh, you know, uh, talking uh, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, about uh, working with Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and, and he's just this awesome fucking character. But they never had the second part. And the guy said that every time he would post it, it would get pulled from co- for copyright. But they would leave the second part on. Well, they finally put the, both parts on there. And then there's three separate um, – Sterling Hayden interviews from the Tom Snyder show on YouTube. And when Sterling Hayden got to be like an old man, probably uh-huh. in his sixties and seventies, he discovered uh, ganja and he liked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's pretty cool. You know, he's uh, one of the funny things that um, he was involved in the Hollywood blacklisting thing because uh, he fought for the, uh, the, U.S. military mm-hmm. as a member of the OSS in um, in um, uh, Hungary, 
uh, no, in Yugoslavia, because he okay. he fought on the side of the partisans with Marshal Tito, and they were all communists. So he fought with them. He lived with them, and everything. He he parachuted behind enemy lines and helped them, you know, do their stuff. So he became close with them. So he joined the Communist Party. Well, then he he just said the only reason the, the main reason he quit was they'd want to have meetings, and he'd be like, "Well, I don't want to have a meeting," you know, <laughs> and so. Ronald Reagan, um, when they were doing the um, Black Hollywood Blacklist thing, um, they basically they knew he he was even pissed. He said, you know, they knew everything. He said they knew who was in it, and or who had been a communist or went to the parties and everything. And he they knew I was in it, but they told him that they would wipe his slate clean if he would say who else was in it, even though they already knew. And he said it was the the um, most uh, not embarrassing, but the uh, most shameful thing he ever did was giving up names. Well, then I found an interview with John Wayne, who was on the opposite side of it, and they were interviewing him and asking him about the blacklist. And he's like, "Well, who really got hurt? I mean, who re- who actually got blacklisted?" And if they named a name, he'd be like, "Well, that guy was never really anything to start with." And if they named like <laughs> Dylan Trumbo or something like that, uh, he would be like, "Well, you know, he did he." He would. He didn't work for a little bit. Then he was. Then he was backwards. So who actually did it really hurt? And it's like you're a fucking asshole, John Wayne. I, I like some of his movies, but man, his politics were shit. And Sterling <laughs> Hayden fucking hates uh, Ronald Reagan, which is great. And so anyway, I'll move on. But that's how I found Taurus Bulba. Is I uh, looked for some Yul Brenner interviews, and that movie came up. And then, of course, off to the side, when you find one movie on there in full, yeah. there's movie after movie after movie. The wormhole. Yeah, it's like yeah, and it's great because I found I've just found so much good stuff on there. It's honest to God, I don't even know. I started thinking the other day, why do I even have? Why am I even paying for Netflix? They have some TV shows on there I've started to watch, but I I don't really keep up with TV shows. It's hard for me to keep up with them. Uh, these headphones are hurting my ear again. Brr. Okay, next thing I watched, uh, Taurus Bulba. Check that out, dude. Uh, okay. Maybe not you, but some dude out there. Uh, watched 2010. I kind of, uh, because of the death of Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, yeah. started looking for some of his movies. And I've seen just most of the stuff he's been in. This is a 2010 movie. It's a newer one. Um, and have you seen this? Jack Goes Boating? I have not. It's good. It's worth a watch. Uh, it has Philip Seymour Hoffman and uh, Amy Ryan, who is on, uh, who was on The Office. Uh Hang on a second. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so this is really good, and um, he's he's very good in it. Uh, it's kind of a nice uh, story about some kind of quirky, broken people dating. Uh, let's see. Next thing I watched was another one. Now, I didn't watch this um, – because of Philip Seymour Hoffman, it's just a coincidence that he was in this, and uh, this was on TV, um, 2000s Almost Famous, uh, um, with uh, Kate Hudson and Billy Crow. I, have, I forgot he was even in that. Yeah. Um, it's a good movie. I, I still like it. Uh, you know, I know that probably the band, uh, was it Stillwater? Um, that they, right. It's a fictional band, and it's probably a composite of lots of different bands that um, – camera crow covered um but it's a good movie uh i love Frances mcdormand she's awesome as the mother in that uh, good music in that one too god damn yeah oh yeah um then speaking of the duke 
Uh, I watched 1960s. Uh, I was talking to Ty, our good friend of the show, Tyler, uh, who has a new uh, <laughs> podcast. Uh, what the hell is that thing called? Macho, uh, macho, macho bullshit. bullshit. Yes, Macho Bullshit. Macho Bullshit movie cast. Uh, so check that out when you get a chance. He's uh, ironing out some, uh, some, uh, you know, the the process and the recording and trying to get it uh, sounding good. We were talking about the Alamo, so I thought, well, you know, I haven't seen the Alamo in a while. Uh, 1960 with John Wayne, directed by John Wayne. Uh, Richard Widmark, Lawrence Harvey's in it. Um, this is good, but... Um, and and it's an old classic, uh, you know, uh, kind of a has a nostalgia value because when I was a kid, before I knew anything about politics, I loved John Wayne. Still like his movies, but um, the comparison to this, which is is pretty fun, and I didn't think about it until today, was we re- reviewed Rocky Four last week and how it was a sledgehammer, uh, ham-handed fucking politics and speeches and right politics. right this is the exact same fucking way uh, <laughs> i uh, there's some religious stuff that is really that they hit some speed fine where they hit you over the head and some uh, you know uber patriotic stuff right you know, like republic I like the sound of that word. You know, you're like, God damn, dude. Uh, Lawrence Harvey's really good in it. When I was a kid, I couldn't stand Lawrence Harvey's character in this because he's so prim and proper, and he he's like, Miss um, Crockett, I want to speak to you right now. You know, and he was the kind of a prissy, not prissy, but just um, stiff upper lip kind of a guy. And John yeah. Wayne was the you know cool you know good old boy richard widmark i didn't know this until i just uh had read something about it he i always thought he was miscast in this movie he even thought he was miscast in this movie because jim Bowie's but was supposed to be like six foot six and all this and that and uh richard widmark is not playing like a tough guy he just doesn't do it and there's a scene yeah, in this yeah. where he he breaks down crying and it's like god damn but he even wanted to quit the movie he said i'm miscast i shouldn't even be in this and they talked him into staying but it's it's worth a while it's long but and also when you watch it i mean you just have to admire it's it's a goddamn epic i mean it's a huge spectacle uh right. what it took to shoot it so then after that i watched 2004 is the alamo uh, directed by john lee hancock uh and starring billy bob thornton and uh dennis quaid Oh, Jason Patrick and uh, the guy that tried to rape uh, Juno and Hard Candy. Patrick. Patrick oh. uh, yeah, what is that? I don't remember his last name. Patrick Stewart. Can you imagine Patrick Stewart trying to rape <laughs> fucking uh, Juno? Make it so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but she came out the, out of the closet this week. Uh, good I for her, that. but, you know, there you go. Um, this is good. The, the uh, Jason Patrick. I love Jason Patrick. I think he's he can play a kind of a butthole cool guy <laughs> so well because I think he is one. But the uh, Billy Bob Thornton uh, is just this movie is his. He plays Davy nice. Crockett. He is so good in this it make you dick hard. <laughs> and uh, and the 1960 movie they said that you know it really you know it's a 
actual events, actual characters, but they played yeah. hard and loose with the truth. And in this one, I think they stuck with the truth pretty closely. The only thing that I had to say about it was, and I think some other people agreed when we were talking about it, um, there was a certain point where they sh- they could have ended the fucking movie. Oh. And, you the new one, right? Yeah, and they should have. And they went uh, 23 minutes longer and and uh, I didn't really love Dennis Quaid. I don't like the way he got I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is about Dennis Quaid. I liked him in that one with James Caan. Um, can't remember what it was called. But um, I don't know. He just, the older he gets, uh, <laughs> especially like the G.I. Joe. Okay, watch 2013's The Kings of Summer. Um, starring people that I had. I don't even know who the fuck they are, but I'm going to mention it. That guy from that TV show. That bearded guy that plays the one guy's dad. <laughs> He's hilarious. He was a butthole, and he to me he was one of the best parts of the movie. That little dude creeped me out too much. Uh, like it took a lot of my attention because oh, <laughs> he was just too weird, creepy. Um, it's a it was an indie movie, and it was on iTunes for rent for ninety nine cents, and I yeah. watched it, and I thought it was pretty good. I liked it. Well, it just. Uh, there was, it was, I don't know if I want to say overstylized, but the way they shot it, uh, yeah. there was a lot of montage shit. And after Rocky yeah. Four, you know, montage. <laughs> you were sensitive to the montage. Yeah, sensitive to the montage. It was all right. It was, I, I, I know you liked it, but I didn't like it that yeah. much. Um, had some funny stuff in it. Um, next thing I watched was uh, 1973. Uh, Jingi Naki Tata. Kai or Battles Without Honor and Humanity, the first yeah. Um I have had this for a while, and I started watching it a couple times, and you know, something would happen, and I would only get like 15 minutes into it. Never finished. Yeah, you got to pay attention. Yeah, uh, I got to watch it the other day. Really good. Um, it had some funny stuff in it that I did not expect, uh, which um, you had different families of Yakuza and they had the bosses mm-hmm. and <laughs> the one guy, main guy's boss would just break down and start like, he'd plead with them and start crying. <laughs> and then his wife would start crying. And I just thought that was funny. Cause they're all supposed to be these badass tough guys and everything. And he was a puss, which was funny. you know. Uh, and then another Philip Seymour Hoffman movie, which was 2008's doubt with uh, Meryl Streep. And God, I never Seymour. saw that one either. Oh, fuck, this is so good. I've watched this. I own it, and I've watched it, I bet you, probably six or seven times now. Um, he's just so good. Meryl Streep is really good at it. There, there was some um, foreshadowing stuff that was, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Some people complain about it, but I just thought the whole movie was uh, was really good. Amy Adams was good. I mean, you know, she, she, uh, she was playing uh, young nun, and uh, I think she some innocence to it and Meryl Streep was a bitch so anyway that was directed by John Patrick Shanley and that's not it I didn't watch too much this week but talk more <laughs> yeah I didn't I didn't I didn't watch shit um I watched what did I watch uh when we were snowed in um we watched uh Super Troopers um I don't know if you've seen that one it's uh, uh that was Super Super what, what's the name of the the something lizard something or other the name of the group that 
Broken Lizard comedy group. Yeah. It's got it's got uh They have their style. It's got Brian Cox in it who's funny. Um I don't know. This is I've seen this before and I didn't really like it the first time I saw it and it's been probably 10 years and I saw it again and I still don't really like it. Um I mean there's funny stuff, but eh, some of it just misses completely with me. But I do like Brian Cox especially when he wears his Canadian tuxedo. So you like Cox? I do. I love Cox. Love them. <laughs> Soundbite. If anybody actually listens to the show and cares, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I Nothing mean, you know, I just, here. <laughs> you know, I just watched TV and played some games and shit, and uh, I haven't, I haven't really been in a movie watching. What kind of games week. have you been playing? Because I listen to. Uh, Cult of Muscle is that what that shows? That, that new yeah, show? and they talked a lot about playing games. I've been pl- I got a new Game Boy this week, a a 3DS XL. So mm. I've been playing a little. Um, I I got uh, well, it came with a Mario game, Mario and Luigi Dream Team. That one's pretty fun. Um, I got a uh, Animal Crossing, so I've been playing that a lot. Um, Animal Crossing is kind of a very slow-paced game where you, like, man, you, you're a mayor of a like a, a village. It's pretty cool. Are you good right off? Like, because you play enough that like when you get a new game, can, are you pretty good like right off the bat, or do you are you like not really? And I, stumbling well, around like the, I do. The the kind of games that I play now are all like I don't play a lot of games that require hand-eye coordination anymore because ah. I'm not very good at them anymore. Um, like because I well I got my Mac Mini. Uh, media server i got it loaded up with some old games uh so i started playing uh super contra on super nintendo and is that where I, you're a contra and ronald reagan is funneling money down teeth through all of yeah them? it's it's crazy every every <laughs> for every for every five uh brown skin person you murder you get like a hundred dollar uh, money bag yeah so. take their freedom away fuckers the um what <laughs> But the uh, I, I can't even beat the first level on, on Super C now. So, um, but uh, the, then I also the other only other movie I watched. That's what I like about masturbation. I can always beat the first level. <laughs> yeah, I'm a pro with that. And no matter what I'm watching, I have all the controls and everything. <laughs> You've been practicing for 40 years. Yeah. Now that I fucked up my left shoulder, though, it's kind of oh. you know if I want to switch off and you know, it's odd, but it's different. So I, I had to shovel snow off the sidewalk the other day, so I was tired with that after that. And then I, uh, so I, I just laid down and watched. Oh, we just put on Avengers. Um, so the you know, a little over what two hours and forty minutes or some shit. <laughs> and so I got I kind of I kind of laid there and relaxed and watched Avengers again. And uh, I never noticed in the initial interrogation scene how much Scarlett Johansson's tits jiggle around. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was quite nice. Um. Yeah, movie's still good. I still like it. Um, but that was all I watched besides the movies for the show. So you can't always watch a bunch of shit. No, no. So there was. Once in a while. What's that? You need a break every once in a while. Fucking yeah. goddamn. There's times where I don't even know what's the shit we're fucking supposed to watch. Yeah. This week was different though. You wanted uh, to watch these? No, I didn't. But then, after, well, I di- I didn't want to watch them either. But but just because like I was just not in a movie watching yeah. mood this week. I I definitely wouldn't have chosen Super Troopers, but I was staying at somebody's house, so I didn't really have a lot of input. I just I just had cabin fever, and um, 
the last thing after a while, the last thing I wanted to do was watch fucking movies. I mean, no, even TV because I just wanted to go do something there. I mean, yeah. I have like about five videos of me driving down the road at three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> snow all over the road, snow coming down because I just like, I just got to get out of the fucking house. I don't care if I die. <laughs> I didn't get cabin fever. It didn't stay icy very long here. I mean, it's it was 60 degrees yesterday, I think. So it's all pretty much melted away. It rained, too, so that washed a lot of it away. It's supposed to get really warm this week. It's supposed to warm up to like 40s and 50s or something. So. Okay. All right. Let's take a break and come back and talk about... Which one do you want? Let's, you want to go chronological or what? Uh, yeah. Tiger on the beat. Tiger on the beat. We'll be right back with some chow yun fat. We'll be right back. Hey, all you podcast listeners. Here's an update. See here. We know some of that bad brown acid has been going around, but we've got an alternative. See here. Have these headphones here. Throw them on. See here. Movies for your mind. See here. See here podcast. We discuss music-related films once a month. Find us on iTunes or at see here. That's s e e h e a r. dot podbean. dot com. Just relax. Listen. And float downstream. See here. Bad James, pick a song. I was in eighth grade when this came out. Mm, I was. I remember having sex with some thirty-two-year-old woman when this came out. <laughs> was her name Janie? Uh, let me see. When, when, what year was this? Uh, probably eighty-nine. Eighty. Eighty-nine. No, this wasn't the one I was having sex with that woman. Let's see when the song was. We're just talking right through it. Um, Disrespecting Bad James. Sorry, Bad James. Yep, 1989. Uh, I was right. fucking somebody. <laughs> I was not. I was 13. Uh, you should have been. Yeah, I should have been. You got to get as much as you can when you're when you're that age. When you're 13. Yeah. Nah, because you get some chick pregnant, then you'd be fucking stuck. What's up? Forever. 12-year-old dunce. Alrighty, Tiger on the <laughs> Beat. Bid jail. <laughs> Z- Tiger on Beat. Ooh. Zom. Want a synopsis here? I'm going to. Okay. A seasoned cop and his rookie partner are a pair of mismatched partners. A seasoned cop and his rookie <laughs> partner are a pair of mismatched partners in this Hong Kong action comedy in the style of lethal. Weapon. The wacky twosome are up in arms <laughs> as they try to solve the murder of a heroin trafficker. This synopsis stinks. Yeah. Well. The quote on the front of the uh, DVD is, Like Lethal Weapon, only far funnier and with more chainsaw action. Yeah, Thanks. I like that. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, yeah. from 1988. Uh, it's directed by Chia Lang Lu. Who? What else did he do? Um, 
I don't know. Look that up. He did uh, nothing else that I'm seeing. Oh, he did My Young Auntie, which is pretty good. Return to the 36 Chamber. Oh, he did the 36 Chamber of Chalun. So, he Dirty Ho. That's a good one. Do you think how many of the movies that he did? Do you think Jake has seen? I'd say at least half. Hmm. I'd say probably. Let's see. Director, 26 credits. Jake has seen at least 13 of these. That would be worth a bet. I want to know. Um, so yeah, his uh, his early stuff. I've seen a lot of his early stuff. It's pretty good. So, um, cool. a lot of kung fu stuff early on. This is uh, this has kung fu elements mixed in. Um, it stars uh, Chow Yun Fat, uh, as we mentioned already. Um, Nina Li Chi, who has a nice rack. Um, Gordon Liu as with hair, which is really bizarre. Um, and uh, Conan Lee is his is his partner. Um, I was looking up Conan Lee. He was born Lloyd Hutchinson. So he, good choice there if you're going to be in action movies to change your name from Lloyd Hutchinson. Lloyd. Yeah, Lloyd's not a not the toughest name in the world. Um, but he's been in, he's been in quite a bit of things. Uh, he did a voice in Mulan. He was in uh, he was in Lethal Weapon Four somewhere. I don't know. I I, I recognize him. I think from uh, uh, just kind of being in random. <sighs> Random Asian or uh, uh, Hong Kong films. So, anyway, um, so we got uh, Chow Yun Fat is he's not the he's not the typical like suave. Well, he he has his suave moments, but he's not the typical like suave badass you see in a lot of his. He's films. pretty fucking funny though. He is funny. He's he's kind of a he's lazy for one, and then people point that out. He's a cop. He's been around for quite a while, and I think he's probably gotten there because his dad was very good friends with his boss, um, and uh, did him a lot of favors. So he kind of gets a lot of uh, he can cut a lot of corners in his own job. Um, but he's very uh, he's very ingenuitive, as we see later on with some shotgun action. Um, you know, he's a smart guy. He just kind of. He uses his smarts to uh, hit on women, do magic tricks, and uh, it's funny. There was two magic tricks in both in both movies this week, and two guys that I thought were uh, uh, kind of very outwardly gay, and one of them apparently was not in this one. So, um, one of the white guys, you know, what I'm talking about, huh? The the guy, the the one white guy that dressed in white. He had uh, he always wore white clothes, and I thought he was kind of uh, flaming a little bit. And... <laughs> oh God, fuck yeah! And the but dubbing they... made it even even funnier. Yeah, but then they, you know, he Gordon Liu like six him on her on the chick, you know. Well, was he like, he was a he was just doing his job, sadistic rapist. So you know, but he still liked the the man butt hole. So <laughs> the man butt hole. Um, I I I have a uh, I have a low threshold for certain types of uh, Hong Kong comedy, and I was really afraid that this one was going to go down that path. Um, it starts off, uh, it's introducing uh, Fat's character. Uh, what was his character's name? Uh, Francis or something like that. I think they called him something else in the movie though. But uh, he is uh, he's sleeping with this woman and there's somebody trying to get in the house and he's confused. I guess he's hung over and he's saying like, my wife's home. She's like, you didn't tell me you were married. Wait, this is my house. And he's like, then who the hell's coming in here? She's like my husband. You don't have a, you know, <laughs> it's this whole like slapsticky 
like kind of intro and I was just like, okay, I hope the whole movie's not like this crap. Um, but he uh, immediately redeems himself at the cafe with the what disgusting breakfast he orders. I don't know what the hell that drink was. Uh, yeah, because the, the eggs were gross enough. Oh my god! But whatever the fuck that was, I, was that is that what their goddamn water looks like? Because it was fucking. It was yeah. It looked like if you water. took if you took like uh, if you took like half a cup of chocolate milk and mixed four cups of water. <laughs> kind of what it looked like. It was just like cloudy water. Maybe it was some kind of Alka-Seltzer or something. Who knows? Um, but, uh, yeah. And he's very he's very adept at cracking eggs. So he cracks these eggs uh, as, like, I guess it's a hangover cure. And he's doing it one-handed and kind of halfway paying yeah. attention at the same time. And it was a nod to... There were several nods to Sylvester Stallone. There were. And he even so said he about says, the eggs. that People yeah. are staring at him. Bruce Lee taught it to Elaine Delon. Elaine Bruce Delon. Lee taught Jackie Chan. Okay. Jackie Chan taught the recipe to Elaine Delon, which I don't. That's a weird jump. There. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine Delon taught it to Stallone. That's another weird jump. And then Stallone taught T. Lung, who T. Lung, and then T. Lung taught him this recipe. T. Lung is an actor, uh, a Hong Kong actor who was actually in. Um, he was in uh, d- 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 a Better Tomorrow, which I haven't seen, but he was a he was in a Better Tomorrow with uh, with Chow Yun Fat a couple years before prior to this. Um, but that guy's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, he's pretty famous. So um, the you get uh, you get the meeting of the Lethal Weapon duo at this point because uh, while he's at the at the oh and that that weird ham stuff he was eating looked kind of gross too because his face had, had grease all over it and he just ham like juice. I mean God even just doing that scene he how many eggs did he put in that fucking glass it it was it, it was more than five Y'all, yeah, he cracked and, five and he chugged those down. Then I don't know how he didn't he gag. Ate both those meals, like he would just take the the, the <laughs> eggs, the fried eggs and the ham and the hash browns oh. and everything, and like roll it up in the ham and eat in one bite. Then ate the other plate. Then drank that big glass of mud. God damn! <laughs> no wonder he had the fucking hiccups. <laughs> the bad hiccups. Yeah, bad hiccups. Those were those were really those were really looked terrible. But um. You know they did the punchline is you know you got to scare somebody to get uh, get rid of hiccups and that's when the robber comes in, but anyway the you get introduced to Conan Lee's character um, I'm I'm just blanking on everybody's name Michael Michael was his name uh, he looked he was like a cross between Boom Boom Mancini and like not Stamos but I can, I mean every time I he saw had very him, I he had Stamos that. hair he had very fluffy yeah. hair uh, lots of lots of lots of body support in that moose he was using. But uh, he um, he's chasing this. What was the what was the the ro- there was a, a robbery going on or was this the guy the guy he was chasing at the beginning was it was it anything to do with the old uh, ultimate they robbed that bank they were robbing okay that so bank. this was just this was just okay so yeah. it was just a side thing I didn't know if this had anything to do with the main guys they were chasing um, but um, it's a uh, it's you know in true Hong Kong film fashion this bank robbery just instantly turns into guys flying all over the place and and shooting pistols in a crowded street and everything but uh, you know he chases them into this cafe where Chow Yun Fat is and he immediately um, you know the, this is when the the cashier is telling him oh well 
I know if you get scared, it can get rid of hiccups. And he's like, well, do something to scare me. And that's when the dude comes in and sticks a gun right in his fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he was, well, I was going to say he was shitting himself, but. Oh, that was pretty funny. He did say later on that he shit his pants, yeah, but they only showed him wetting himself. And he shit his pants. <laughs> Which, well, so, you know, I, every movie I've seen him in, even the the prison movie we watched, I mean, he was kind of a jokester in that, but he, you know, but in this one, right off the bat, he, I, I'm thinking he's the hero. He's gonna be the hero and everything, and he pisses and shits his fucking pants because <laughs> somebody had a gun on him. Yeah, in his mouth. Um, but that that was a pretty funny scene, and they they, they do a callback later on to you know the because uh, Michael comes in. Conan, we'll just call him Conan and 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 Chow Yun Fat. Fat as uh, is has the gun in his mouth. Uh, Conan Lee uh, comes in and basically has a gun to that guy's head. It says, fine, go ahead and shoot him. I don't give a shit. I don't even know who he is, basically. And there, there's a nice callback to it later when there's a standoff the same way again. There's a guy in the middle of two guns, and Chow Yun-Fat tells him, uh, you know, I don't care if you shoot him. I'm going to shoot you when I'm done. I don't know him that well anyway. <laughs> it's, you know, turnabout is fair play, right? Um, but that was a pretty funny scene. And the, the comedy, for the most part in the film, hits that kind of note. It's not as slapsticky as the as the uh, opening scene leads you to believe it might you know you know go down that path. But um, you get the main gang set up at this point. Um, I don't know who the main guy is. They just call him. Uh, what did they call him? The whole movie. Oh shit. Um, he had a certain name. Was it Judge? Was it or was that the next one? That was the that next was, one. Yeah, that was that was full contact. I don't remember what they called him. Poison um, Snake Ping? He, snake, Poison Snake Ping? That might have been I him. They, I think but, he was Poison Snake Ping. But they called him like brother or something. Yeah, well, time. they all called each other fucking... Uh, was that the other movie too? <laughs> they called no, they did brother. They did. They there were two few, few people called other uh, each other brother. Because I was wondering movie. if they were actually brothers, but I don't think they were. I think that they would just call like their friends brother or sister. It must. It must have been an. It, it must have been a, a name to like a in in uh, in like Indian films. Um, younger people will call older people uncle, and, and there it must just be a word that doesn't really translate the same. It, it, like a, some kind of like a term of endearment or something, but um, so you got the you got the gang leader, but really the standout is the is is Gordon Liu. Um, when you first see him, he's wearing this really horrific eighty suit. He looks very skinny in it, but uh, he has hair, and you could tell he had had it shaved, kind of maybe recently because his hair looks still looked kind of thin. I don't know if he was balding or what. And I've honestly have hardly ever even seen him with hair outside of. He'll have it in movies every once in a while and then always ends up shaving it off anyway. But his hair looked kind of thin. Um, but he doesn't really say a lot in the movie, but he's definitely, for me, the standout uh, villain in the movie because he's fucking like Terminator through this thing. But um, the uh, there's a the, the rundown when you get the... Uh, uh, well, not the rundown. The, the intro with the... The gang members, there's some kind of heat there and everything of this. The drug deal's already going south, already getting uh, getting tension, that sort of thing. Um, one guy pulls out a Mauser, which is pretty cool, and he he ends up being a, a, a bigger part in the film because his sister is involved, and in his sister being Nina Leachy with the big boobies. Mary Donna is her name in the movie. But um, he's a lower guy. Um, do you remember his name? 
Uh, Francis's sister, Lee Chi. I don't know. The uh, maybe that was maybe that was. No, I don't know. Um, but you see his ass at one point when his boxers get ripped off. But he's kind of a lower guy. He's he's he um, he's the. He's one of those criminals you see in movies that have never made it anywhere, but they're trying to get that one last deal to, you know, finally move away or whatever to retire. And he gets his sister involved. Um, she's an aerobics instructor, I guess. I don't know if she instructs or just yeah. I think she was instructing, and and then okay. you know, she uh, she for an Asian girl, and I hope this doesn't sound. I'm sure this sounds racist and sexist. She has some pretty nice cans. She did have some nice cans, and I tried to find pictures over topless, and then couldn't find any. So, all I could find was one with in a wearing this red, full bathing suit. But you could still tell they had the big cans. Big so, cans. Um, I love me some big cans. So, uh, the uh, the cops are you know have wind of this giant drug deal going down, and I don't know where the the white guys are from. A lot of the the bigger side of it where the, I guess the drugs being imported in, I don't know if they're British or what. I thought they were supposed to be American, but those fucking dub, yeah. uh, fucking uh, the dubbing for those guys was hilarious. It, it was pretty bad. <laughs> All of them. There was not one white person in this movie that had, that had any kind of favors done for them on the dubbing. And I think it looked like they were speaking Chinese themselves. Yeah. It was something Mandarin else. Themselves. Yeah. But, uh, the the you know the cops who have wind of it and they need uh, well Uncle Jim is the guy that kind of is is Fat's direct uh, boss and he his, his him up with yeah is it, it his uncle or is it no because well I think it's I think he just calls him uncle I think it's another one of those things because he said your father always oh I thought they were actually they were actually related and he was his well everybody brother. called him everybody called him Uncle Jim so well but I thought I thought that that's why. Chow Young Fat was where he was and got away with what he did was because this guy it was like nepotism. This guy actually was his. Oh yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Fucking whatever. <laughs> so um, the um, well the the Uncle Jim moves Conan Lee together with Fat um, to you know much to his chagrin. He's pissed at him for making him shit his pants earlier, but. Um, the um, fat fat is uh, he's he's unhappy about that, and that's when I first noticed uh, Conan Lee's moosey, fluffy hair. But um, he starts teaching. Oh, he uh, dressed Lee. so eighties. I mean, yeah, the, started teaching him the ropes because uh, Conan is this. Um, I don't know. He's very gung ho about his job. He's always ready to fight somebody. Oh, he's fucking athletic as hell, man. <laughs> yeah, he's right off the bat when they when he came upon that um, uh, bank robbery. I mean, Jesus Christ, he leaped over this like railing, this kind of fence like railing, and I mean, didn't put his hands on it and jump over it. He just jumped over it. I mean, the fucker's got like springs in his legs. Yeah, he's and he looked like he was doing his own stunts throughout. I mean, there was a few times cross. you could tell it wasn't him, but you know. Yeah, and he. Uh, I watched um, oh, this on the on the release. There's a, a an interview with Gordon Liu, and he said this is the only movie he ever worked with uh, Lee on. Hmm. But um, he was talking about how you have to like he the the interview started with talking about kung fu and needing to be um, like quick 
to do kung fu properly in movies. And he talked about how Conan Lee was almost too big to do these kinds of movies, yeah. but he was still very quick for what he did. Um, and he also mentioned that Conan Lee didn't really know, he didn't know Kung Fu at all. Yeah. Um, he said he was good at fighting with his hands and his feet, but like didn't, couldn't use weapons or anything like that. Um, but the, um, oh, man. <laughs> my, my next note is what the hell is, is fat wearing? So he wears this like weird leather visor through the movie and it's not a <laughs> visor in the sense that you're going to block sun. Yeah. It's visor like a guy, like a dealer, a dealer in Vegas would except wear. Except his leather. It's it's black leather and he wears it all the time and it doesn't do anything except it's nothing but decoration. Um, but it's his, uh, thing. It's his style. He was a hipster. Yeah. Well, he has this he has this Hawaiian shirt. Now he's wearing a white t shirt, so he's not it's not he's not bare chested, but he's got this Hawaiian shirt. He wears them a lot, but it's unbuttoned completely and it's tied like like uh like women used to do in the 70s but it's tied around his waist sort of like a <laughs> it's chip. really terrible and then like these like powder blue slacks that look really like, he wears he always wears these pastel colors he has yellow pants at I one love point the word too slacks uh the um <laughs> <laughs> love that and then Co- conan lee uh, uh he he up he upgrades his the outfit a little bit uh he he looks kind of like ac slater from saved by the bell because he has oh, these, I know. It's just, oh, these so pleated cool. pants <laughs> Where the fucking white, <laughs> the waist goes up to his navel, and he's got this like you know ocean Pacific style T-shirt tucked into <laughs> his pleated black pants. Ugh. Um, they're they're starting to get they're starting to get used to each other. Um, and uh, you know they're they've been put on this case of breaking the the heroin heroin ring. That was hard for me to say. Um. They, you know, there's the there's the the comedy between them of getting in arguments and stuff like that. But they, it's really more of fat kind of. He's t- he's showing them how to do it. He's like, you know, you don't have to be this gung ho all the time. You know, just sit here, wait, blah blah blah. You can you you'll get you'll get farther in your job, and um, but I like how he they he kind of throws insults at him and stuff. Fat and, is a, is a ladies' man, but he's an obnoxious ladies' man. <laughs> yeah, he just gets. Well, a good example of that is when he's uh, in the face of this woman that's a receptionist at the uh, at the at the fitness club, and he's. I mean, he is leaning right across the desk asking for information, but I mean, he's seriously like two inches from her face, and <laughs> he's like, "You're really cute, you know," or whatever. And she walks off, and of course, in uh, true sexist style she's like ooh, and like you know looks at herself in the mirror well i think he, he like his shit worked on her i mean he could have got her but he just didn't get he just like didn't give a shit he was a honey badger <laughs> yeah, he didn't care about yeah. anything he was just lazy and fucking like he'd like to fuck and you know so they they cross paths <laughs> they cross paths with uh with nina lichi um because she is her brother's kind of he gets her involved with running the drugs for money kind of thing, because I think, you know, his face is known. She's more innocent. So he's using her to move money and drugs around. And they're, they, they, they suspect after, and again, they called him brother, but they go and that guy was in something with Chow Yun Fat too. Um, they go to that bar, um, with, Oh, that's 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 T Lung. That's the, that's him. Okay, so the bar that was T Lung, the one that they went um, to get kind of uh, information on where some drug hit, drug uh, 
switch. Switches might be happening. Uh, that's that's T Long. The that's, uh, that's the guy that uh, when he first shakes hands with Conan Lee. Yeah, they give, they instantly... give each other the squeeze, and then they just they they, 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 <laughs> they might as well just pull their dicks out and just like yeah. Compare. And that's a good fight they had there in the bar. That was, that was good. Awesome. I liked it. Um, but yeah, that was the guy from A Better Tomorrow. I don't know if you've seen A Better Tomorrow. It's pretty good. Yeah, I think I have. Um, Lots of furniture got destroyed in that that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the, uh, the uh, they they get the tip off uh, from him, and they, again, I don't know if that was Chow Yun Fat's brother in the movie or what. I mean, they called him brother. Yeah. He called him brother, but I you know, I couldn't tell. It seemed like they were just kind of bugs. buddies from back in the day, or yeah. maybe he's an informant and that gets paid or something. But um. The woman gets involved, and there's some like you know tit jokes and stuff like uh, you know I don't know if those are her real you know and there's bra jokes and stuff blah 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 yeah uh, but her, the, her bag was uh, very big and full or something or yeah 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 um but uh, you know they they she tries to get away in a cab and I say this it's not a it's not a it's not a turning point in the movie but for some reason this one scene really impressed me. When she gets away in a cab, um, away from them, and instead of like chasing her or chasing the cab, he just leans his head into a cab and says, "Can you find out where that cab is going?" And I thought that was incredible. Like I, I don't know, I've never seen that in a movie before. Yeah. And I was like, "It's genius!" And the cabbie just gets on the radio. Yeah, I would have never and thought like, about it. He's like, "Hey, dude, where are you going?" And he's like, "Oh, going to blah blah blah." And the girl doesn't suspect anything because cabbies get on the radio all the time. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. But. Um, you know they 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 pick her up and blah 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 and I, I don't want to get too much into uh, who goes where and what. Um, there's a there's a funny scene with her trying to kick him in the balls and she catches his foot <laughs> and he starts like thrusting back and forth with her foot as she's trying to pull it out from between his legs. And I don't know I don't know what the word would be to describe the look on his face, but he was liking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was some there was some uh, woman battery in this, but I mean, yeah, it was usually just because. She was, uh, I don't know, I don't know how to put it. I mean, because one guy, I mean, there was some shit in here where this was the one, okay, yeah, this was the one because I'm getting confused, but this was the one where, um, she is always pissed off and bitchy that they're fucking with her. And there's one scene where her and uh, Chow Young Fat get into it in this apartment, and I mean, I thought it was like I mean, it was it was overly brutal to to even be funny or you know because this movie's kind of funny. Yeah. When she went through the coffee, the glass coffee table, and her like head or neck like hit the wood on the on the, you know, she, he did something. I don't know if he kicked her or punched her because she was kicking and punching him. But she went like oh he he slapped the shit out of her. Yeah, she went like face. It wasn't like her ass went through the glass coffee table. Yeah, he tripped her. He tripped her and she goes face first through this glass coffee table. Yeah, her body like broke the glass in the coffee table, but her head and face hit like the rim around the edge. I was like, man, that was wasn't really fucking... Yeah, he gives her a, he gives her a good... harsh. Because if it was real, kick. she'd probably been really cut up and hurt. Yeah, he gives her a good kick to the gut. Yeah. He, Rubs powder in her face, fucking like pulls her hair. Yeah, and I thought that was cocaine. (laughs) It was like, I mean, he was, it was just, I don't know. I don't know how to put it, but it was just kind of like, even for a funny police, it was just a little too fucking brutal. You know, he's just beating the shit out of a woman. (laughs) (laughs) 
the uh the <laughs> and then he's like hey you want to go get some <laughs> yeah she totally like she this is all she needed she just needed some slapping around i guess yeah, how they are um the uh there's an amazing bathroom fight uh that Gordon Liu talked a little bit about how hard that fight was to film because there's no room to fight in the bathroom and that that fight was actually lifted from another movie that this director did that's where um, Jack Reacher got that shit where those guys there was like three guys trying to beat him up and he was in a bathtub and they couldn't do anything because it was so small they would like hit their hands or on the roof yeah yeah and shit and that was you know it, it looked it looked really good throwing each other through glass partitions and stuff and um, there's an amazing stunt later on with uh, I don't know if Conan Lee did it himself but there's two basically Chow Yun Fat is chasing this other car getting away and oh and he Conan was on top Lee, of the cars well yeah but this is Conan Lee is running the car is chasing him and then Fat is behind that car. He jumps to the side to avoid the the one car behind him and like immediately jumps off the garbage or whatever he jumped onto onto the roof of Fat's car right behind it. I, it was amazing. When they went under that low thing and he was on top of that car, it made me fucking like <laughs> ju- not jump, but I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. You know, one of those deals. Yeah. Um, the... I guess that was Fat's room when they showed it on the phone call with all the sly posters on the wall. <laughs> yeah. At first, I thought it was his, his sisters, because uh, well, one thing about these two movies, but you know, when they would sh- when they show like a guy's like uh, apartment or whatever, they always have nudie pictures up on the wall, which yeah. I don't have fucking like nudie pictures up the wall <laughs> by myself. But um, also, I noticed man, there was Stallone shit everywhere, and I think she had them on her wall too. She had a. On the on the wall there was a there was a Cobra poster, there was a Rambo two poster, there was a random just Sly Stallone yeah. poster. Yeah. And then I think <laughs> above there might have even been a poster of the actress playing my, <laughs> playing uh Mary Donna. Oh. It looked like her, the Lee Chi. It, I, I don't know if it was or not, but there was a poster higher up, it looked like her. Um, which it would have been funny because he references T. Lung, the actor, and T. Lung's in the damn movie, so they, I wouldn't put it past him. Um, but, well, um, it's one of those kind of movies, you know, fun. The yeah, yeah. Um, you, we move, we you know, we move to the final, the final scene, um, and just like a lot of these movies, the fi- they you know they they save a lot for the final scene. This final scene is pretty outstanding. Jesus Christ, it was it's about fifteen minutes long, and they both have their moments. You know, you got you got fat taking like taken out a group of people basically and i don't want to give too much away about it but to see a fucking shotgun on a rope is another thing i've never seen in a movie before yeah, and it's pretty that fucking was, cool i mean i know it's impossible but it <laughs> yeah was fucking, it was, it was like, so cool and i don't know how i don't know how which way fat looks cooler i'm sure if both were together it would be mega cool but it's does he look cooler with the cigarette hanging off his lip which he doesn't really smoke in this movie, uh, from what I recall. But does he look cooler with a cigarette hanging out of his lip like he does in the next movie, or firing a shotgun? Because he, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of if he's done both at the same time. But uh, you know, I might. I might have to put my hand down my pants if that were the case. But um, there's a really brutal. You got a couple of these in these movies, but this guy, uh, pretty much a no-name stuntman, but having to do this fall where. 
somebody kicks him or hits him or something, and he does like a head over heels flip over a railing to fall straight back onto yeah. something. In this case, it was the floor. In the next movie, the dude falls onto another fucking railing, <laughs> which couldn't have felt good. Yeah, that one guy when they that was that in the other one where the guy. He, went he gets shot the, in the neck and then flips over and lands on a railing. Lands on the railing and then goes down the steps. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that was brutal. That was the next That's one. That's the next one. We'll t- I'll say that next time. Um, you got a machete bayonet, which was funny. Uh, the, and then the chainsaw fight. If you've seen this movie, this, this, is, uh, this is what it's known for. But um, the chainsaw fight was pretty... It was silly, but it was super well choreographed. And... Uh, I, I, in in Lou's interview, he talked about the he talked about the the chainsaws, and he said for the most part they didn't have the motors on. They put like incense in the bodies of them to make the smoke come yeah. out. And that well, they couldn't because when you know if you had two chainsaws, I've never done this, but goddamn it, and, and the way that the, the blades have those like uh, like barbs and stuff on them, the teeth on them, yeah, yeah they, those up. things with the chains would lock up and jerk. The, they'd probably get jerked right out of your hands. But uh, and they used some kind of electricity, something electrical, something cool. or other, to make the sparks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but he said he almost did get his foot cut at the scene where the guy shoves the chainsaw up through the floor and hits his foot. They, the part where his shoe falls off was I don't know if they added that in because he actually got his foot hit. But the, when you see his foot actually go up, that was because the guy didn't know exactly where he was, and when he shoved the chainsaw up through, it did hit his foot and cut his shoe open. That, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. But Gordon Liu's fucking unstoppable in this movie, and he was a highlight for me for sure. But Conan Lee's really good. Um, not the ba- best actor, but he looks great, and he does some pretty crazy-looking stunts. And, and Chow Yun-Fat is just... Conan I mean, he's silly, Lee, okay, but... in... Um, I think 16 Candles. Did You You saw 16 Candles, right? Yeah. Holly Ringwald. When she's sitting on the bleachers at the dance, and her friend, the girl, is sitting mm-hmm. behind her with her boyfriend... Uh, Douchebag guy, what's it? Anthony Michael Hall comes and sits down and he starts talking to her. The girl's boyfriend goes, uh, Hey, uh, she's totally serious, asshole. That's who Conan Lee reminds me. <laughs> I mean, it's so obscure, but there was, I knew there was somebody that it kind of reminded me because he's kind of short, stocky. But I mean, his athlete, he was really good. And I was surprised because I'm pretty sure, uh, Chow Young Fat is not a martial arts pr- practitioner. No, he looks good doing what he yeah, does. Yeah, he does. No, he's he look really good. But um, I, we'll, we'll, I'll let you uh, fill in anything else you want to. Well, okay. Let me just fill in some things because I think that you kind of glossed over just way too much. And oh, you know, as you, um, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was like Lethal <laughs> Weapon except better and funny, funnier, and had chainsaw fight and had more. Yes. Um, this, the, the whole thing, I didn't know what to expect with this. Yeah. Especially uh, for some reason, do you ever, did you ever read Tiger Beat magazine? When you were a kid? <laughs> I know of it. My no, sister I didn't, I don't know had, I did because, yeah. you know, it was like have like uh leaf Garrett or something on the fucking cover. So this title I was like, what the fuck is this? You know? And, uh, <laughs> but I didn't expect it to be as fun or as funny as what it was. Uh, it hit on like all cylinders with me. Um, 
I mean, I think you covered pretty well, and I like I said, I don't want to go step by step over yeah, everything yeah. in the fucking movie because it's just a it's a fucking action fest. It is, and it's and it and it and the the comedy works. It's not it's not butt rub comedy. It's uh you know uh, ow you know falling on your butt and rubbing your butt kind of thing. Like it's not goofy like that. Um, it has it, it like like I said. The, don't judge it by the first five minutes. Stick through that. Yeah. <laughs> the whole movie's not like that. So, um, but no, it was a lot of fun. Um, I uh, if I had to rate this, oh, I, I do have to rate it. Yeah. Um, I would give it. I give it a eight point two five. Yeah, I'm. I'd give it. A, I was gonna say eight, but um, yeah, eight. I mean, I really liked it. I th- it's it's a, it was a joy to watch. I would watch this again. Me too, and I probably will. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's take a break and come back and talk about a not funny movie. Wonder what Lo Fu Chut Gang means. What? That obviously doesn't mean Tiger on Beat. Lo Fu Chut Gang. I think it. I think it actually might. Uh, it's. It's like. I don't know. I don't know the the direct. Uh, one of them is a Chinese term in the t- in the title of it that means like it's a term that when the cops are like doing the doing the uh, on their normal beat and then like part of it is t- is tiger. So I think it is a I think it is a literal translation. How did that part? Throw your pants. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> well, yeah well, back dude. to me as we're talking, but you know, <laughs> both of them running around in their fucking underwear. <laughs> And of course, well, Conan I Lee had the bikini sure one of them was gonna when he said when he told Conan Lee, "Throw him your pants." I thought for sure either one of them was gonna say, "But I'm not wearing any underwear," you know. <laughs> well, he almost wasn't. Yeah. His fucking bikini briefs. All right, take a break, and we'll do full contact right after this. Yes. In a world that has a country called England, three cinephiles battle weekly against the onslaught of movie releases. They review, dissect, and discuss until each is defeated. Jordan is the host. Ian is the sweary one. And Noel is the grandpa. And together they are the 35mm heroes. Dig it, bitches. I think I was supposed to play that one before the Tiger on Beat. That was that was Chris's. Don't yeah, you forget? Called, nobody's listening. It's called Tiger something. Oh, that is true. I listen. Oh no! Wait, no, I don't. Yeah, I um, do. Yeah, I know you do. Our fucking uh, uh, top or thirty shit that we've been watching 
or, or new stuff that we watched was one of the funniest shows ever. Really? Oh my god, it was fucking funny. I can't even remember my top list. Full Contact, 1992. Two disreputable friends get tied in with a group of criminals who turn out to be excessively violent and deceptive. And buttholes. (laughs) And buttholes. Uh, Directed by Ringo Lam. Starring Chow Yun-Fat, Simon Yam. Returning to the show as well. Anthony Wong returning to the show as well. Yeah. And some some other people. It took me a minute uh, to r- realize that that was Anthony Wong because most of the stuff I've seen him in, he's like pretty cool. Well, <laughs> no, the taxi driver when he was kind of a uh, nerdy. He was Michael Douglas uh, with the short white sleeve or short yeah, yeah. sleeve white shirt. So he was, I, guess, I mean, uh, say what you will, he was pretty cool in this one too. Well, I know that you had said that, you know, when we watched, um, was it Exiled? Yeah, um, you know he's so super fucking cool in those movies. Um, well, he, he's always he's always fucking like really over the top yeah. and like very screamy. But I remembered <laughs> you saying that even okay, he's really he's either really super cool or he's a oh no no right. oh that, you're thinking of Anthony Wong. Yeah, who am I? Who and, am I say? I'm talking about Simon, Simon Yam. No, Simon plays, Yam's boss Fay, isn't he? Yeah, he <laughs> plays Judge in this one. Anthony Wong plays Sam, the like real kind of yeah. greasy nerdy guy. The fucking Simon Yam is okay. Well, let's just get in the goddamn fucking movie. Oh, okay. All right, what did you think of okay. Full Contact? Here's what I think of this movie. It was didn't some didn't other didn't some other show do this shit? Did some other show do this shit? I don't know. I don't know. No. Um, let's not. not. <laughs> okay, we're not going to do that. <laughs> This movie starts out okay. Now I, it kind of reminded me at first of uh, the introduction of the movie, the Mickey Rourke movie, Johnny Handsome, because Johnny okay. Handsome, Mickey Rourke and uh, Scott Wilson uh, hook up with uh, this group of or these three uh, people that are going to rob this place, and they're criminals too. So they're in this like gang. Lance Henriksen is the main guy, and Ellen. Barkin is his bitch, and they're white trash and everything. Well, then they're gonna have this big uh, take down this big bank or or something or whatever. In the it was like a diamond thing in that movie, uh, and in this one they're they're um, they're gonna hijack this truck full of weapons. But um, like the synopsis says, um, shit ain't. There's some people that you just don't you shouldn't do business with. Like mm-hmm. psychopaths, <laughs> crazy fucking people. You can't trust them. Um, it's like almost like podcasting, you know. So anyway, <laughs> um, I'll get a fucking email about that. Who are you talking? Oh. <laughs> Who's that? What are you talking about? Anyway, <laughs> so anyway, um, the Simon Yam. Okay, first of all, he's in this fucking uh, store. And at first, I was like, okay, he kind of reminded me of Sailor from, um, oh, what the hell's that Nicholas goddamn Cage movie that we reviewed with Bobby Peru? Nicholas Cage? Remember when Willem Dafoe fucking was Bobby Peru? What the hell was the name of that? Uh, oh, yeah, and the chick that directed fire something. Uh, Point Break did it, right? Yeah, wasn't it Fire? Uh, I can't I don't remember. But, anyway, but the whole point is Simon Yam has on this snakeskin jacket. And and sailor in that movie, he's like a snakeskin jacket. Oh no no no! Oh that one. Um, um uh, wild at heart. Wild at heart. Yeah. I thought you meant the Willem Dafoe one with uh, where he 
He was like a biker. What was that one called? That was good. I still. Well, that's that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're thinking of Wild at Heart. Fuck that like 13, 14 year old girl. He looked like a 13, 14 year old boy. Anyway, um, that was awesome. Uh, I don't know why, but it wasn't up with why. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> you do business with fucking these crazy fuckers and some. I don't know if they had it planned all along. Simon Yam, uh, and he's got like there's basically three main people that he has in his crew, which is yeah. it's him, and he is uh, a tad bit effeminate. You don't ne- <laughs> know a, it right off the bat. Because, he's a gay magician. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he has these. They uh, well, you have him. Okay, I, I need to keep my brain focused, and then right at the right, he's in the store, and then. This chick pulls up in this car and gets out, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Well, she was one of the highlights of the movie to me because she was just a fucking <laughs> crazy nympho, uh, and she dressed like real slutty and everything. And then you have Psycho, who is kind of like – I'm trying to think who he reminded me of because he had some weird apparel too. But he, he reminded me of a barbarian. Yeah, he looked like he could <laughs> – yes, but he looked like he could have been – if you took the barbarian from wrestling – and yeah. you put him in the movie Cruisin'. He Jim wore, Crockett Barbarian, not yeah. Jim, not oh, not yeah. Nord. Because the, at the beginning, she's dressed really slutty. She has on this miniskirt. And I think that, well, first of all, she is a slut, and she's a fucking nymphomaniac, and she's obnoxious and a fucking bitch. But I I thought at first she was just dressing like that to... Um, to uh, you know, attract the guards or whatever, because it to to because it works that way. Yeah. But her and Simon Yam both have this method of sleight of hand, right? Where they do shit, and like when the woman <laughs> gave him a cigarette, and he was like, and it's like his thumb was on fucking fire. <laughs> was that know, awesome? But it was cool. And it, and and he knew all the like I mean even when he did it, he like sold it and everything. So you're like, wow, you know, the woman was even like, Jesus Christ. But also he uses that he uses it and then the chick only used it one time at the beginning uh with her weapon. Uh, he'd use this scarf. He'd like pull a scarf out and act like he was wiping his head or something. And then all of a sudden he'd be like, Phew! and all this, and you know, <laughs> the fucking like samurai knife coming out of there. Yeah, if the knife and the gun, you would hear the gun shoot before you would see the gun, which was really mm-hmm. cool. And, um, but the thing about Psycho, the great big guy that we said looked like the barbarian from Jim Crockett <laughs> Promotions, <laughs> is right at the beginning. Now you have some outfits in this that are. Outstanding. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Simon Yam has this fucking perfectly uh, quaffed hair and this little curl that, ca- and he always has to have that perfect little curl that hangs down. <laughs> little Superman curl. And then man. he had like that snakeskin, but snakeskin jacket. And he had like a like you know Seinfeld when they talked about the puffy shirt. He had like a purple like puffy shirt with these big puffy. Oh, well, the ruffles. Yeah. Ruffles well, I think he was wearing a corset at the beginning. Yes, it looked like it he was. <laughs> it looked like a corset underneath where like his his uh, man boobs were like exposed, but he had a jacket on <laughs> over top. The snakeskin jacket covered yeah. those up. Yeah. But Psycho at the beginning had on this fucking like uh, it looked like a pair of tights with the oh. 
but it was, it was like the the wrestling singlet thing, but they were the, like the the two straps that went over his shoulders. Mm-hmm. But it was like a one piece thing. Like he would step into it because they were tights that went all the way down into his boots, and it looked. I was just going to say it looked gay as shit, but I don't know if I should say that. Too late. <laughs> it, 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 it looked, I mean, because at first, you know, this is an early 90s movie, so I thought, okay, well, you got a lot of holdover stuff from the 80s in this with some of the way they dress. Oh, yeah. Um, Chow Young-Fat, at one, at one point, I kept thinking he reminded me of Emilio Estevez in this movie that <laughs> Emilio Estevez was in. Uh, he had like a, a T-shirt with um, – a denim sleeveless, uh, like if you took a denim uh, jean jacket and cut the sleeves right. off, and it, it, oh, fucking. Um, For some reason, he always wore a bandana around his bicep. Yeah, and then and then he had he had the bandana on his head, and the little point thing was it came loose, and so there was this point sticking up. Um, <laughs> and then his buddy is uh, Anthony Wong, and he looked like shit. He looked like Timothy Hutton because <laughs> he has really long hair. And he has bad complexion. Like, I yeah. mean, he has really kind of... Like, he's, he's got a pockmarked face, face. kind of. Which, I mean, you can't help that. He's I like him as an actor. But he wears glasses. Like I said, he kind of reminded me of, of Timothy Hutton when Timothy Hutton had long hair. And Timothy Hutton never looked good with long hair. He always looked like shit. But he would always have <laughs> long hair. He should have kept his hair short like in taps. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they go in there, and it's... Um, now, this was another one of those brother deals. Uh, because you had... Um, Chow Young Fat, Anthony Wong, and uh, this other guy, they all, I don't know if they were all really brothers, but they called each other brother and they acted so like they were. I don't, think, I don't think Fat was related to anybody. But then and, Anthony Wong uh, was supposed Anthony, Anthony Wong was cousins with Judge. Cousins with Judge, who is Simon Yam, yes. So um, the, the, the robbery goes down, another robbery. Because uh, um, they did have one, they had a robbery at the beginning, which is when um, that was just with uh, Simon Yam, uh, the crazy bitch, and Psycho, and they went and robbed. So that was just setting up, showing their their gimmicks and what they were doing. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, then later on, uh, Chow Young Fat and his little crew of his brothers or his best buddies, uh, they kind of hook up with. Simon Yam because uh, Anthony Wong, who is kind of a he's kind of like a weakling puss. Uh, yeah. He got in over his head with this loan shark, and so to pay off the debt, they said, "Well, let's let's do this robbery thing. I know this fucker. Uh, uh, we can get him, and we'll we'll do this. And they're going to steal all this these uh, guns, armament." So they set up this kind of elaborate plan and everything. And it's funny because this bitch is so – she's so obnoxious. She kind of reminded me of like a Margaret Cho. Uh, <laughs> but she was she was like in the car with uh, Chow Young-Fat. And she's like starts fingering herself. And, wow. and then she's like rubbing his cock and everything. And at first I thought <laughs> – it seemed like he was like totally not into it. And apparently she had like uh, really bad shit breath or cock breath or whatever. Because her and Psycho were <laughs> kind of like a couple. They fucked all the time, but it was just because she was a nympho. And so no matter who she's around, she's, she just wants to fuck. So she starts they're, – they're, staking out this uh, convoy or whatever. And she's rubbing his dick and, and like, going to go down on him and all this stuff. And he's like right. – I thought he was kind of – 
like not into it because he thought she was gross. Plus, he had a girlfriend. But it, it, then all of a sudden, he's like, "Stop it! You're gonna make me come," <laughs> which is funny. So, um, the shit goes down, and this is, of course, an a ultra action, ultra violent movie. And yeah. I mean, these people are just getting mowed down. And but things go bad because I don't think from the word go I think Simon Yam's character Judge was the kind of guy that was like okay I can use these fuckers but if I do then I have to give them their cut right? and that's less money for us and I don't even really know these motherfuckers so he just you know I think he probably had it planned well he definitely had it planned the whole time that they were gonna do the old double cross which sets up the whole fucking movie yeah they're stealing ammo a big truck of ammo yeah and um so there's some really cool action sequences and stuff uh during that robbery um and then there's some stuff that happens in this that uh you know in in um most action movies, the hero, uh, if he gets shot, it's like, oh, it's only a flesh wound or some bullshit like that. Or they got the bulletproof vest on or whatever. I mean, right off the bat, uh, some shit happens to Chow Young Fat. And I was like, holy shit, with his digits. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you knew what I'm talking about. But no, <laughs> there's – so um, he – I, I understand that they they set up the character of uh, Sam Sam C, uh, which was Sam, yeah, yeah Anthony Wong. Anthony Wong. Uh, he was just really a weakling. He was a real puss. He was a real weakling. He was the kind of guy that uh, you know they just everybody just walk over. Uh, he did dumb stuff just to get himself into trouble, or not to get himself in trouble, but he was always getting himself in trouble. And I think that Chow Young Fat's character. Uh, was his buddy who was always bailing him out. Now, one thing they established right off the bat, too, is that Chow Young-Fat's character is a fucking cool motherfucker. Yeah. Uber cool and a badass. Like, when <laughs> if there was 10 guys standing there, he would just take his thumb and kind of lick his thumb and and uh, and then he was always fiddling with his butterfly knife. But he was a bouncer in this bar and he, he could... He, he wasn't the kind of guy that got like riled up, like "oh shit, I'm gonna have to fight ten guys." He never. He always looked like, yeah, "all right, motherfuckers." Like he knew that he was <laughs> gonna whip their asses, even when there was overwhelming odds, which is really cool. But um, they entered when the shit goes down, uh, which causes the whole goddamn movie to to come into play. Oh, I forgot to talk about the fight in the last movie in in the uh, warehouse. With the ice. Uh, no, that's this one. That's this one. The ice. Yeah, the ice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But um, they're, they're, for some reason, I guess it's uh, just something that uh, the director, Ringo Lamb, wanted to throw in the movie just to add a little flavor. They introduced this fucking dog, which was, <laughs> I don't know. It was just something extra that I was just like, man, this is so fucking cool. <laughs> a little love, Boston Terrier. Oh, I love that fucking dog because especially you saw it. <laughs> I mean, like, there was, like I said, I mean, there's some brutal shit in this. There's some brutal yeah. shit with fire. There's some brutal shit with people getting shot and everything. Um, 
and slashed and everything. But this dog is right in the middle of this like apocalypse. <laughs> and then Chow Young Fat gets in this boat to escape. And it, and he takes off down this canal as the police are showing up. And all of a sudden, this dog's head pops up out of this box. And you're like, ah, that's a fucking cool dog. Well, then he kind of adopts the dog. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 um, there was kind of a running thing there where I thought they were going to do more with the girl that was in the fire. Yeah, they she's they did a little bit. They she's kind of she's kind of the impetus it. of it. Yeah, she's kind of the, the the becomes a reason, but not really yeah. a character. And um, because uh, Judge and Sam uh, are actually blood relatives, um, even though he's a weak puss and everything. Um, Judge gives him, you know, he he doesn't, uh, which is kind of weird because I get maybe it's a kind of a blood thing or something like that. But I would have thought that he would have just fucking wiped him out, just you know, with the rest of them. Yeah. But he kind of goes over to the dark side, and there's there's so I mean, you could screen cap fucking this movie every <laughs> three minutes. Uh, Simon Yam. And his boyfriend, and the shit that he does, and the way that he acts, and everything is hilarious. The fucking girl that's in his crew is fucking hilarious. Psycho is pretty fucking hilarious. Uh, his what hair. I, what I appreciated about Yam is because is is in a lot of these movies uh, with in Hong Kong movies in general, if there's going to be a gay character or you know mentally handicapped or something like that, they'll be kind of they'll be pretty offensive about it. Yeah. And he wasn't at all. No. He was still cool. He was a badass um, too. Yeah, yeah. But so um, you have uh, uh, it's kind of a revenge action movie because for a moment, for a while, um, everybody thinks that um, is it Gao Gao Fei. Everybody thinks that that he is dead. And so you have some pretty cool moments there. Well, Anthony Wong was a fucking kind of a dick because um well, this is the one. This is the movie that that uh Josh was saying was like um the Lee Marvin one that I watched recently. Oh, point blank. Point, point blank. Yeah, it has a point it's like it's like a point blank story. Well, he Anthony Wong's character even though Chow Young-fat is his best buddy and has bailed him out a million times. It's one of those deals where it's like, you know, well, you know, blood's thicker than water and everything. So he, I mean, I just didn't understand. I mean, I understand it because he was just such a puss. But then his character kind of has like a total turnaround because um, he went from being a weakling to, I think he was just so disgusted with himself. Plus, um, he just was kind of like, I don't know if I would say he had a death wish. Well, his character changed a lot. It because changed he, so you know, much that it was kind of like, okay. This I was wondering how long it had been. It, maybe it was a long time because... Uh, it had to have been a, a, a quite a while because it had to have had enough time for his wife to be okay with moving on. Yeah. You know, and getting remarried. And, and that was kind of like a bullshit move there, too. Uh, that, you know, he... he cause, but, you know, okay, now, did they establish that... Anthony Wong's character knew that Chow Young Fat wasn't dead. No, 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 because he was surprised to see him initially too. Yeah, because he thought he might even be a ghost or whatever. But because well, yeah, because he well, I mean, he he didn't. Uh, I think he 
didn't shoot him on purpose, but then with the whole house exploding right. and all that shit, yeah. But I thought that there was a point where they were saying, you know, about him getting with Chow Young Fat's woman, that her speculation was, did you know? Maybe she was just speculating. Did you know that that uh, he was alive and you did this or whatever? But uh, I'll t- I will confess one thing about this fucking movie. Okay, I got about. Um, I would say an hour into it, and then all of a sudden they were just speaking Chinese, and there was no subtitles. Oh, weird! And then the subtitles picked up, but they were not. They were like from ten minutes before. Oh, uh, so when you get when the ball got rolling with the action, it didn't take a lot to figure out what the fuck was going on, because I mean, it's the action explained pretty much everything, and. Then when it picked back up, say fifteen minutes into it, I could remember um, the hoe bag uh, being in the car with Anthony Wong. <laughs> <laughs> but and I saw all that, but it was all in Chinese. And then when all the stuff's going down in the ice thing and and all this fighting and everything, the subtitles were all the way back to where they were fucking. Or did you? Did they ever catch up? They never caught back up. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> they never did. Sorry. <laughs> and, and I wondered at the end if the, the subtitles would just keep playing all the way to the end, but once the, <laughs> the, the video part cut off, it was done. But How it, weird. But it was, it, and I even started the whole thing over. I thought, well, maybe it somehow got stopped. out of sync or something. Yeah, but it was, it, it did go totally out of sync for me. So anyway. <laughs> well, I, I have it on DVD. So. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, but, um, I liked that they didn't go too long with um, them with Chow Young Fat supposedly being dead. Uh, yeah, and he was he was always riding around on his motorcycle, which was kind of cool. Because um, I mean, you know, just being a, a biker, and he had like a Harley Davidson fucking rag that he like wipe his blood off with or whatever. Um, but he was just a. <laughs> this was this was more of the Chow Young Fat kind of character that. The, the the badass two gun uh, mm-hmm. uh, hard boiled killer kind of a guy he he was more of a street guy and more just like an average guy but um, you know he was the kind of guy that just I mean some of the shit he was doing when he was shooting like especially like when he was practicing and do, remember when he was washing the dog it, 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 they had that moment <laughs> yeah. and he's like sitting on this uh, these steps that he go, dunked the shit out of yeah, it yeah he goes right down the river and he's sitting there and he's holding the dog and he's, he's like washing it and petting it and everything and then to, to wash the soap off he just like dunks it all the way under the fucking water <laughs> which guy. is kind of weird uh, yeah but he loved that dog that was his pal um, I was I wouldn't say I was surprised by the brutality I know I said that before with Chow Young Fat but with there was an, uh, a few other scenes, uh, especially with the the uh, nymphomaniac girl, uh, and I don't want to say what happens, but yeah, uh, yeah. that was pretty fucking brutal. <laughs> but <laughs> Simon Yam is good. Has I wonder if he has ever played a good guy? He, I'm pretty sure I've seen something where he has. Because um, everything I've seen him in, he always plays like uh, the the villain. He's got that look or something, you know. Um, no, he was, uh, well, I mean, he was in the, the election movies, but he was, I mean, I guess he was still a bad guy in that. 
even though because he's the head of the triad. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. He was, was um, the main guy in that. He was the main guy in the first one. The first one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he Breaking was news. the Sonny. Cor- oh, he plays a he plays a cop in Breaking News. He was the uh, Michael Corleone in the in the first election movie, but it's, he was the most sympathetic. But he was still a fucking just cold blooded. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Um, so I mean, like it's these this movie. It's kind of like the last one, and uh, there's been so, some other ones that we've covered where. It's just a it's a an action fest. You did yeah. have a lot of uh semi stripper slash flash dance slash circus ole dancing in this. <laughs> uh by weird. There's too much of the dancing. Yeah. There's too much and then, they... and you had some montages in this, which after like I said, after Rocky Four, you had a montage of <laughs> Chow Young Fat kind of training to get back into you know, shooting the gun and doing stuff like that. Swimming. That wasn't yeah. him. <laughs> it was like some Olympic swimmer swimming up this river, and he's doing the butterfly perfectly like a goddamn Olympic swimmer. I was like, man, Chow in fact can swim. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the, there's, a, there's a notable, I thought, lack of music in this. Uh, a lot of Hong Kong movies usually, uh, it might be a good thing, because there's always usually this like synthy, saxy, like shit music in these in these Hong Kong action films in the eighties and nineties. There's hardly any. There's not m- much music at all outside of like some hair metal they play at at times. Uh, with uh, who does that get the funk out song? Who sings that? Was that uh, shit? I don't remember who sings it, but I remember it was right at the beginning, and that was kind of like a. Fl- if you don't like extreme, what you see here, get the funk out. That funk one. Out. He. Um, there, besides music like that, there's hardly any music at all, which I thought was kind of that weird. Would, I mean, there's well, like they had Terry Funk singing that. <laughs> Get the funk out! Get the funk out! <laughs> um, the uh, there's some like action type uh, action porn in it, like with the uh, the butterfly knife with the water dripping on it and stuff like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, that corn syrup didn't wash off really, really. No, like at the but the and, you know, that, and it was the loudest knife ever. It's there, like a, uh, a drop now, of water. Dink. I can't dink. remember if it was this movie or the last movie. I think it was the last one. The blood looked like shit. <laughs> it was real fucking like pink and it and and it just like even when it was on that one girl had almost like a blood goatee, and it just looked real. Oh yeah. Tom Savini would fucking be like. Rolling over in his grave. Disgusted. From the words of Tom Savini's mouth, you got to put a lot. You got to put green in there because then when it shows up on camera, it looks still looks like blood. So just remember uh, that, Sammy. I like the line of the one (laughs) chick when she says, "Look and see if there's a hole in my panties." And Chow Yun Fat says to her, "All I see is foaming around the edges." (laughs) Yeah, she was mad. Um, the there's some pretty insane Dermolition, demolition derby style driving there on the highway. Dermolition Debbie on the highway. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a roller <laughs> roller derby girl name. Dermolition Debbie. Hey, I, did I ever tell you a, a a roller derby girl cuts my hair? Oh, yeah. We have a team like uh, it's about 17 miles from here up at uh, WVU or you know around that area. Do and they I, play the Carolina Roller Girls? I don't know. I've been wanting to go up and see you know just to support them and everything because I I always you know stuff's pretty cool and. The the characters and stuff they come up with is really. This is flat track. I don't know. Yeah, it's flat track here too. Yeah, the the uh, the they do it. They they have their 
home matches at Dorton Arena here. So famous Dorton Arena. Woo! Um, <laughs> what was that? Was that a Ric Flair? It was a it was a Ric Flair kind of half assed. Hmm. Um, yeah, there's my Sig hanging off the lip note. Uh, but yeah, I really liked the scene when I mentioned before when when he whips the shit out of those four dudes in the warehouse, the ice place, because it wasn't super flashy. Like he's doing some cool moves, but it was almost like it was, it was almost like Steven Seagal type action because like he was very calm and the guys would just come at him and he would just like kind of sidestep and then stab one of them in the hand or something you know it was nothing yeah. no high kicks no anything it was just him just being a cool asshole well those and guys then, that were in the ice thing they didn't seem like they were like the top level karate fighter no, no. they were just they young were guys that were hanging out they were there they were there to just make sure the shit got loaded on the boat yeah, make sure the ice um, melt but that was pretty cool. The, a really good shot of the when he threw the fire extinguisher and then the slow motion like pistol reaching through the steam. Uh, more am, more uh, action porn there, but I thought that was pretty nice. Um, the uh, there was a guy. I don't know if this was uh, Yam's boyfriend, but there was a one guy you saw that Yam was trying. Like when when Fat goes back to the bar to kind of look to confront uh, Yam again, and the he he punches he punches uh, barbarian in the face a couple times, yeah. but then there's this other dude that Yam's trying to hold back. This like skinny dude with this little skinny mustache and this like weird sleeveless collared striped shirt. It seemed like all that Yam's boyfriend did was snuggle. I didn't think he. Yeah, was much I don't of a know fighter. if this was a boyfriend, but this guy was just this guy looked skeezy, man. I love that scene in that bar where where. Um Chow Young Fat was sitting there with that girl, and he's just smoking that cigarette. And they're just across the room; they're just staring at each other. The yeah. tension was just like awesome. And you got that silliness with the bullets hitting each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And stuff. yeah I liked it. Uh, but the bullet cam was pretty incredible. That that had to have been ingenuitive at the time to have a camera following a bullet. I can't think of anything before this that might have happened in. So, I thought that was pretty awesome. But I like this one a lot. I've seen this one a couple times. Um, I had never, Definitely. I mean, you know, uh, I had heard people talk about it. I'm glad I f- fucking finally got to see it because I, the other day somebody was saying something like, you know, what's your favorite Chow Young Fat movie? And I think I put like Hard Boiled or whatever, but uh, so a lot of people put this down. And I was like, well, shit, this must be, must be pretty fucking good. And it did not disappoint. Liked it a lot. I, yeah. You know, I, and I'd say, and my rating is going to review, we're going to reflect this, but uh, we'll go ahead and get into our rating. Uh, well, I know you didn't like the killer at all. The killer was not my favorite. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I didn't like it. I, I hated it or anything, but I thought I didn't. You know, it didn't set yeah. my world on fire. Yeah, me either. I would give this a. <laughs> Let me think of what's wrong with it. Nine point five. <laughs> wow! I thought it was See, great. I liked. I liked the last one better. Well, the last one was really good. And I think I liked the last one better because of the pacing. The The music that I mentioned earlier is not a really, it was kind of a non-factor. Yeah. But the times that, every time that I've seen this, there's a, there's a part in the middle when he makes his re- reappearance and everything where it really kind of drags for yeah, me. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, 8.5. 8.5. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, um, and, but, I like the pacing of the last movie better, and the the finale I like better in the last one too. I wasn't thinking um, about my. I wasn't thinking about the the other movie, and now that you're saying that, 
yeah. winning me up, but I don't know if I want to change. Well, the, my scores are almost the same. I give this one a seven point seven five. I like it a lot, but like the middle of it, I, I wish I wish the middle of it was a little bit peppier. I think the horny girl hunching on everybody just fucking was. Great. <laughs> Didn't have enough horny girls in the other one. Too much. Was there, there were no horny girls in the yeah, other one. Yeah, just beating the shit out of fucking girls in the other one. I mean, unless his sister was horny, which she never really let it on if she was. She seemed big, like she her, was horny for what's it? But that for Michael, that was, yeah, yeah, for her big with her big goggles. But she was just a nice girl. glasses. She was nice. Yeah, she. He was. was a nice guy. Those two should get together. Oh my God! You know what? In that last what? one, um, <laughs> Chow Yun Fat was such an asshole when they when <laughs> when when the the main girl that was they were trying to get the info from and everything, and they were all sitting around the table eating. And it was uh, Mike and Chow Young Fat's sister. Yeah. Chow Young Fat and the other girl. And you could tell the other girl, I mean, it liked him. Some, for some odd reason, she had fallen for him. But the part where he was just. Like, <laughs> and he's like, all right, here's your ticket. See ya. Know, I can't be faithful to anybody. I just like to fuck around. Uh. <laughs> and then the one part about that that I thought was hilarious, and I started to do the screen caps and I, and I took them off, was when the shit happens to her. And right after that, when they he mm-hmm, walks mm-hmm. her down to the taxi, and the sh- and the sh- and some shit happens, and then all this action happens, and then he looks at at that Mike guy, his partner, and he goes, uh, "We better go back and see if she's okay." <laughs> 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 when she, I mean, it was like, <laughs> I was like, "No, I don't think you need to go back and check on her." <laughs> that was fucking great, but I'm, oh. yeah, whatever. <laughs> And yeah, Terminator Gordon Liu. I like that. Jesus. <laughs> cool. Uh, so yeah, so seven point seven five and a eight. You went. You ended on eight point five for this one. Um, you have to get. You'll have to get the DVD and get your subtitles fixed. Yeah. <laughs> eh. Cool. Um, all right. Uh, let's take a break and come back and let's how. How about a little feed sack? Okay. You want to do, do some feed sack? Okay. Uh, and then I'm gonna go eat some lasagna. Okay, because I can smell it cooking. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. Do you find yourself looking for a different type of genre podcast? Do you find yourself on the weekends wondering when you will find that one film that might change your life? Well, then maybe you should check out The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema with your host Big Willie and the Samurai. Bringing class to the trash since 1977 and rocking the house. You can find the gentleman at ggtmc.com. Bringing class to the trash. Bang, bang, I hit the ground, bang, bang. 
Morris chose that one. Listen to his new podcast, See Here. It's that uh, the full contact wasn't a success when it first came out. Because people didn't want to see Chow Young Fat play a violent criminal. He's always the he was always the hero, I guess. He's got chubby cheeks for a skinny guy. Well, look how he ate in that movie. Jesus, <laughs> fucking ate eggs. Stallone eats like that because he's fucking all Roided jacked up. up on horse shit, or I don't know what he's fucking horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> jacked up on road apples. Jacked. <laughs> Gross. Hey, what are you talking about? I like that horse poop. <laughs> Syringe in my butthole, in my mouth. Um, all right. I think I got some email to listen to here somewhere. I think I have one to read, too. I got to read. Reading. Can you read? Kind of. I used to read. Now I just I poop, and I'll, like, get a comic book. Read comics, yeah. Yeah, and I'll think to myself, hey, I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to take a big shit and read this comic book. And... I shit so fast that I only get like a couple panels and then I just like, okay, well, I'm done. I set the comic book down. <laughs> I've been read, I read some of these comics like one panel at a time over a month. <laughs> Cause of, I don't, you know, usually if I make, if I get in the tub, mm-hmm. I'll get through several, but pooping, I mean, it just, I poop pretty quick. Yeah, me too. I don't want to get hurt. I don't want my legs to fall asleep and be stuck in there. <laughs> All right, I'll go ahead and get the reading out of the way first. This is from Armin. Um, uh, Dear Loaf and Zom, I guess I've not feedbacked for for too long. Days have been busy with work, walking the dogs, and watching some gilf porn. What? God, God, I'm such a deviant. I don't know if that was serious or not, Dylan. Um, I really enjoyed (laughs) your top 20 watches of 2013 episode. There uh, There was a quite impressive collection of movies there. And maybe you should always announce movies with their foreign titles. Zom's French sounds really nice. Ah, yes. <laughs> uh, regarding the Fritz Lang movies, I would personally advise a number of flicks. Uh, for instance, the famous Dr. Mabuse, Mabuse, Mabuse? I don't know what that, I don't know how to pronounce that. Crime flicks. Um, if you can stand long, silent movies, there is a great uh, two-part movie about the most famous German mythological saga um, die, die Nebelungen from 1924. This is some great fantasy drama about kingdoms, love and jealousy, honor and betrayal, and finally revenge, bordering, in my humble opinion, on Shakespeare. Um, it's a bit like the German Lord of the Rings, but in a way much darker and more Germanic. Uh, I read these stories as a child and was totally blown away when I saw the Lang version for the first time. I couldn't imagine what they could bring to the screen. Uh, could not imagine what they could bring to the screen at, at this early of a time. Uh, there was a couple more recent versions of the same material around, but are, they're all far inferior compared to Lang's version, which gets the closest to the spirit of the story. Uh, he gave a YouTube link with uh, English title cards. So maybe I'll check that out. Uh, I'll post it on the group. Um, I assume you could also get the... How do you say that word? Mabuse? Mabusa. M-A-B-U-S-A. Mabusa. Uh, movies on I'm, YouTube. I'm pretty sure. Another good pick would be Ministry of Fear, a great spy noir drama with Ray Milan. Uh, I saw that, and it's very good. Uh, 
When checking Lang's credit list on IMDb, I noticed there's a lot of stuff I still have to see as well. I'm lagging a bit behind on your episodes and look really forward to listening to your most recent one. Maybe I can force myself to run a bit while listening to it. Yeah, you're lucky we took a week off, so it'll help you catch yeah. up. As always, warm regards from Germany. Armin. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, I'll post that. Uh, I'll do it right now. Danke, Shane. Copy. Silver and gold. Paste. And I'll put it in the YouTube thread as well. That's pretty cool. The whole thing looks pretty awesome. All right. Got a couple of uh, audio sacks here. Audio sack. <laughs> here we go. Hey, Silvergo. This is Silvergo. USA. 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 Yeah, you guys are in Rocky Four. The film where my character, Rocky, fucking souls the Cold War. You know, <laughs> fucking beat a Russian dude. That's right, yeah. Now, you you guys, it's fucking great there. You know, you both love this movie. You said it's the greatest action movie of all time, you know? Yeah. Fucking, uh, like, fucking, nope, you gave it seven marks out of seven. You know, that's great. <laughs> but what's even better than that? Is fucking Zob giving it 7.25 out of 7. That's even better than 7 out of 7. That's amazing. That's some good fucking score you guys are doing there. I love that shit. Well, you know, I got a lot to fucking, fucking talk about, you know, in your review. You know, you fucking, you know, there's a lot to talk about me and Apollo. Yeah, we were fucking started off as enemies, but we ended up as friends, you know. Go back and rewatch Rocky Free, you know, it all happens there. It all happens there, you know. Fucking it's all about boxing, you know. It's, you know, you can beat the shit out of someone, but at the end of the day it's all about respect. Respect for muscle. Respect for fucking strength. Fucking all that kind of shit. You know, you guys you should beat the shit out of each other. You fucking find new depth in your relationship. You'll never know it fucking existed. Go for it, you know? Okay. Uh, fucking, uh, fucking, I, I made some notes on your review, you know? I'm just fucking reading through it. Right, now, let me just fucking tackle one major point, you know? So, I'm fucking, you're going on about me taking steroids again. No. <laughs> fucking, look at my body. My body is so fucking natural. It's fucking <laughs> insane, you know? Fucking... There's no steroids going on there. Look at the size of my balls and my dick. No. <laughs> fucking, man, moving on. My beard. My beard is fucking great, you know? There's a reason why I don't have my beard in every movie, though, you know? Because uh, I gotta make sure that people don't go wild, you know? Oh, if yeah. I had this beard when all the time. You have steak for every meal, fucking, it's not special anymore. There would be no other movies. That would be it, you know? People are like, Sly's got a bed, that's it. No more anywhere else, you know, stop. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, <laughs> uh, fucking, fucking the montage, you know? Those montages. Yeah, there's four or five of them. It's Rocky Four. I gotta have fucking, you know, everyone loves the montage in Rocky One. How do I top that? Well, I montages. Fucking, I have the training montage in the snow. I fucking have the montage of me and Apollo fucking to signify the fucking bond between our characters, you know? Without that montage, you know, I wouldn't have the fucking 
the the people watching the movie, they wouldn't sympathize with me and my loss, you know? They wouldn't, they wouldn't hate the Russian guy as much as they did, you know? Every montage is in there for a fucking reason. Same with a recap for Rocky Free, you know? People fucking... Lowe said he saw Rocky Four before he saw Rocky Free, you know? How would he know fucking what would have happened before if I had a period of that montage of all the free previous films in there, you know? <laughs> right, now, moving on. You fucking, you guys are going to have robots. The movie's called Rocky Four, not ro fucking Robot Four, you know? <laughs> fuck that. Fuck that fucking fuck, you know? <laughs> what? Fucking baby oil. I am that's just fucking pure sweat. That's the testosterone leaking out of my body, making me all sweaty. Ew. Uh, ah. no. Yeah, fucking... Ouch. Uh, yeah. I hate these headphones. I think that's pretty much my my notes on your Rocky Four review. You know, that's some more shit I could, could talk about, you know. Fucking... But, you know, that's it. I just want to add that, you know, it's great to hear that Zombs on Escape Plan, the greatest action movie of all time. He said it's the greatest film he saw in 2013. But don't forget, Zom, you watched that twice. You only saw Bullet to the Head once. Watch Bullet to the Head again. You will fucking change your opinion on that. You'll love that shit. I like there it. There was one other great action movie that came out in 2013. Grudge Match. Fucking, you love the Rocky movies. Watch this. I fucked it again. It's fucking great, you know? Oh. That's just one other thing, you know, you're talking about Rocky Balboa. I got more muscles than the fucking young guy. I can't help being naturally gifted. My genes, <laughs> fucking, my genetic makeup is so perfect. I just have these muscles, you know. I fucking can't help having a perfect body, you know. But you guys, you can almost get it, you know, work out. Come on, work out with me and do it. You'll fucking get all the muscles. It'll be great. Anyway, I got on for enough long time now, so I better fucking, I better let you get, guys get on with some more fucking feedback from Stone Gold or something else, you know? That's it, now. that's all I gotta say. Good times, great review, you know, 7 out of 7, 7.25 7 out of 7. Doesn't get any better than that. Ugh. Perfect film. Ugh. Was that the greatest review of an action movie review of all time? Um, this is pretty good. Okay. Uh, we got one more. I liked it. They're coming. And this time, huh? the Winter Olympics are bigger than ever. 18 days of passion. <laughs> Carved from ice. Blasted from snow. An ancient tradition carried to a new generation. On a course set by the stars. To the biggest country in the world. Rippling with treasures. Somebody's using their new iMac. And nature. For the first time, the Winter Olympics come to Russia. Everybody that's Russian is a fucking asshole. <laughs> yep. A monster or almost like a they're, fucking... They're, they're cocky. Yeah, they're machine, you know. Yeah, right? yep. And, and they're just jerks. Uber uh, gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole fucking Soviet fucking union. Guess who? Dick sucking fucking, uh, what's his face? Yes, it's bad James here from Australia. I just, just realized that was me talking. Uh, see how yeah. you guys are going. I haven't been for a very long time. 
and I just wanted to see what you guys thought of the Sochi Winter Olympics and whether or not you watch it. This might be the first time I have seen it through adult eyes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I do kind of watch a bit here and there, and, um, you know... Some, some of it's pretty impressive stuff, like, uh, you know, even the figure skating. You know, it sounds a bit gay, but, you know, the figure skating is um, pretty impressive to watch. It's a little gay. Rock, yeah. It's, it's a little gay. gay. But I'm just saying. <laughs> I thought of our show instantly when I... Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 they should have had some better dance moves for him. He has some pretty yeah. shitty dance yeah, moves. Yeah, all right. Then um, I was just wondering if you got to catch the uh, opening ceremony. It was pretty cool. I don't know. When I was watching, I was just scoffing and laughing. You know, just kind of like I, the vomit would come up in the back of my mouth. <laughs> well, because be- Patreon. Yes, crazy Russians. I love all the like digital Soviet technology and stuff. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, it's very dated, but I, it made me laugh. And um, that they didn't have a robot. How how else would you guys have done it though? Any better? It's always it, it, do the, the do it the American way. Don't cut corners, and you will always <laughs> beat whatever odds you're up against. Don't don't cheat. Do you, you think it would have been better with a like you know the Hearts on Fire song put in there somewhere? Yeah. Hearts on fire <laughs> and a burning heart. It's about to burst. Okay, now yeah, all right, all right, all right. Calm down, you fellas. <laughs> but God damn it, it's it's so transparent, and it's it's almost. Like Gross now yeah. to watch it because you're just like Jesus fucking Christ. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> you know, once you hit me over the fucking head. Maybe someone should hit you over the fucking head. So, what do you give the opening ceremony out of ten? I will say I will give this a seven point two five. <laughs> I'm right there with you too. I give it a seven. <laughs> there you go. It's I a dumb movie. And you trashed it. It is what it is. I mean, I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. That sounds very, uh, buttfuckerish. Yeah. <laughs> well, we might touch on that, too, then. Deep in the butthole. <laughs> I have not watched any Olympics. I mean, except for the opening ceremony, obviously, that I rated a seven. Yeah, awesome. That's it for Feed Sack. Uh, you can always send us feed sack to 206-339-1600 or silvagoldpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, find us on iTunes and Stitcher and our website, silvagold.com, and join our Facebook group. We got another member. We're at 315. A uh, hundred of them are fake. Facebook.com slash groups slash gold. Next week on the show, we're going to do... Um, a couple of, what did we say it was? Oh, Drunk Rider movies. Uh, we're going to do a Hunter S. Thompson uh, story. We're going to do Where the Buffalo Roam with Bill Murray and somebody else. Who's else in that? Peter uh, Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle. Yeah. And uh, so Where the Buffalo Roam. That one's on instant if you want to play along. And uh, we're going to also do, I lost the link to it. What was the name of that one again? Oh, fuck a duck. Um, <clears throat> it was called uh, Tales of Ordinary Madness. Tor- Tales of Ordinary Madness from 1981, starring... Ben Gazzara. Sorry, I, don't, I, I, I lost my page. Ben Gazzara. And yes. Susan and that, Terrell. And that is a, that is a uh, Charles Bukowski story, so we got some drunk assholes next week. <laughs> Just like cool. Facebook. Yeah. Uh-oh. Zom. 
Do you have anything else this week, sir? I don't have a lot to give, but when I give it, it's all over your face. Yeah. Wait. Until next week, this is Love Oot. Sam Oot. Bye. Bye.